Welcome to the Bridge of Two Podcast. Okay, we're back. We were testing the levels for the first time, and it just turned into a hilarious little random conversation because of my, uh, um... Because you compared Harry Potter to Star Wars. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so, but I said at the beginning, I said that, uh, the welcome to the Harry Potter mug podcast because we both have, we're drinking coffee out of Harry Potter mugs. I did happen to pick the but, two Harry Potter, well, we have like four Harry Potter mugs in this house, but I picked two right. of my favorite. I'm sure you'll get more at some point. I mean, we have a Ravenclaw one. Yeah, I have that one. The Honeydukes one. Yeah. And then these two. The hun- yeah, you- oh yeah. Which is upsetting, because we only I mean, have one Star had- Wars mug. Oh, that is upsetting. Yeah, the, you, it's a great Star Wars mug, It is though. a wonderful Star Wars mug. Because it, 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 whenever things hot things are in it, it turns into magic. Space magic. Space wizards. Space, <laughs> space wizard magic. Nothing more than space wizards. No. Just kidding. Um, so... My name is Josh, and uh, this is Jeremiah. That would be me, Jeremiah. <laughs> and um, we are trying to do a podcast, or we are doing a podcast, because this is literally happening right now. And We, um, we are in the fact. Yeah. In the fact. <laughs> the fact of podcast. And we uh, basically just um, been talking about it and kind of skirting around it a little bit. Wanted to... We have lots of nerd things that we both enjoy and we like talking about, and um, so why not record ourselves talking about them? It makes it feel even more, like, justified. It's like, we're setting aside, like, how can I justify setting aside time to talk about nerd things? We already talked about about these these things anyway. Well, yes. (laughs) Yes. Might as well record it and see if anybody enjoys it. And if they do, great. If they don't, well, we're still having these conversations anyway. There you go. Like our yeah, it's like it's like there's all these episodes of a podcast you've never heard before. Anyway, so um, I don't know if we're a hundred percent on the name yet, but we are big fans of Brandon Sanderson's writing, his uh, books, and uh, all of them, all every, of the every books, single one. every single book that we I have not read all his books. Of the Cosmere, I haven't read any of the other stuff. Right, he has a he has a, jo- a connected universe of books that he calls the Cosmere, and the uh, one of the m- the most well known uh, series in that connected universe is called the Stormlight Archive. The first book in the series is the Way of Kings, and we both love that book very much, and. Um, in that book, there's a, as he calls it, it's an underdog sports story. Is that how he refers to it? He as? refers to it as that because yes, because, um, I mean, it's 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 the the it's the same structure of of that kind of story. You know, you have this underdog team. First, first off, will, first off, real quick, we should ahead. say too that uh, very likely possibility throughout the podcast of spoilers for. The Stormlight and any other nerd thing, <laughs> and I'm just gonna say if you haven't read the Stormlight or any of Brandon Sanderson, you should go ahead and pause this and just read it all right now immediately. <laughs> Never. I we'll I started years. it and I did not. It took me a year and I did not stop it. I read nothing but Brandon Sanderson for about a year, and it was the best thing I've ever done. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So if you don't like spoilers with things, then probably you know this isn't a rev- this isn't a spoiler-free review kind of podcast. Not even necessarily we, uh, a review podcast either. More of just a. a we're not going to intentionally go out and put out spoilers, but there's right. there's a very strong possibility that they are either just going to be said without even thinking about, or right. it's just going to be brought up because well, it's yeah, about what we're talking about. Exactly. If the conversation is necessitating to discuss something, then and that that stand, that goes for everything that we talk about, not just Stormlight, not you know whether it's right. Star Wars, Harry Potter, any any type of thing that we tend to talk about. There's a strong possibility that exactly. So just you've been warned. Now some people don't care about spoilers. Actually, like for me, for instance, it doesn't. They don't spoilers don't bother me all that much. There's certain times where I will be like, no, I don't want to know anything. But at the same time, when I do, things get spoiled. It actually sometimes creates more anticipation for, you know, getting to that whatever scene or or watching that movie or whatever. So if you're that person, then 
continue on with us and on this journey. But um, so in uh, just explain the name briefly. Um, there's a group called Bridge Four in the book series, and we will talk more about that later in the podcast, probably. Um, Almost a hundred percent. Because we're going to be talking about Stormlight as the main the main kind of topic later on. But um, so there's Bridge Four, and then there is in Star Wars, which Star Wars is another big. Um, uh, universe that we both love spending time in and um, consuming books and shows and movies. Games. Games, yep. So, Comics. What'd you say? Comics. Comics. Any, mugs. Mugs. <laughs> <laughs> Shirts. Um, that uh, we decided, like, let's Classic. try to kind of put these two things together in a name. And it's going to be sound really quirky, but so we named it Bridge of Two. Uh, with the subtitle... <laughs> a far, far away bridge. A far, far away bridge. Simply because, because of Josh's wife <laughs> making the mistake of saying a far, far away yeah, I think bridge. She was trying to say, you know, uh, a galaxy bridge. far. You know, there's a galaxy far, far away, and so she said a far, far away bridge, and uh, just tickled. It just really uh, tickled us all whenever we were trying to think of a podcast name the other night, and um, so there's the the kind of tongue-in-cheek subtitle. Um, and so that at the at this point, that's probably maybe the strongest candidate, Bridge of Two. I like it. Um, it could definitely seem obscure, probably to some people. It fits though, because it's like, you know, if you know of Star Wars, you know that there's this the reason that in all the Star Wars movies, there's only ever two bad guys with red lightsabers, <laughs> called Sith. <laughs> really dumbing it down here. <laughs> um, that um, the reason is because this guy. Way in the past, was it Darth Bane? Bane? Yeah. Darth Bane, basically, long story short, was just like, there were were a whole bunch of Sith. He deduced through different teachings that by having so many Sith, they all would eventually end up uh, kind of like teaming up to kill the stronger ones. Mm -hmm. So eventually the Sith would grow weaker through that so he deduced that the best way to for the Sith to grow stronger and to eventually overrule the Jedi take over the Jedi um, and destroy them would be to have only two one master one apprentice one to crave the power one to embody the power hmm. um, and eventually what that means is when the master the master trains the apprentice once the apprentice grows stronger that's where they finally take on the master and they kill him that proves that they were stronger than their master and they have gained everything from that master plus what they learned themselves and mm-hmm. then they take on an apprentice until eventually you I keep know. on going and so there would only ever be a master and an apprentice, the you know, uh, the rule of two, and that stood from in the canon from the pretty much the time that he instituted it to in perpetuity. And I'm pretty sure that it's still canon that he's the one that instituted it. Yeah, I think Clone Wars a... technically made it canon okay, again. Good. I don't remember for certain, but I know Darth Bane is canon, so I'm assuming. He'll always be canon to the fans. No Plus, the rule what. of two is a thing as well. It's right. mentioned in, in the movies. I mean, yeah, that's definitely in the movies. Uh, Yoda says it. You mm-hmm. know, always two there are. Don't get to hear get to hear my Yoda impression. That wasn't me trying. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we got the rule of two, and you got bridge four. So we put them together and said bridge of two. <laughs> there's two of us, and um, we're bridging uh, these uh, these topics of. Uh, <laughs> wow, you made that way more. You made, I tried made that to. Way, yeah, you made that way more than I, I did. I was just We're like, the bridge huh, of two. Bridge of two. Bridge We're your four, bridge. Rule of two. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> We're the bridge. We're um, the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that works or not, but that was the idea it. behind it. So, if uh, if you have any, if you have any ideas, new ideas, of joining together, like, you know, um. A Star Warsy name and a Stormlighty name, or like a, a, a Tolkien thing, or you know, just anything like kind of a kind of that would say fantasy, sci-fi. Yeah, feel free to send them to us. Superhero. We'll read read them and probably not make fun of them um, because our name's Bridge of Two. No, no promises. I mean, I but made no. fun of my names as well. <laughs> That's so. right. I'm, I'm, like, I'm making fun of Bridge of Two still, even though I love it. <laughs> all right. Exactly. So, check. So we've we've talked about the name. Um, you want to talk about Bad Batch? 
at all. So, bad so badge. Maybe I can say before we get into it, just the way we're kind of planning on, at least for right now, ordering the, the structure of the podcast is is um, having kind of a more, inf- maybe more informal time, and then a transition. We're going to drink some some Buckland Mead from a meadery in Vermont. Meadery sounds... Like both alcohol and a meatery. <laughs> like meatery. And <laughs> it's made from meat. That's what meat <laughs> is. It is a beer made from meat, <laughs> which is why we're you gonna can, eat it yeah. uh, and drink it. Drink anything if you try. Um, but anyway, so I thought that'd be a kind of maybe a fun transition. Drinking some uh, sounds like it's named after Buckland from Lord of the Rings uh, in the Shire. That was like yeah, where that uh, makes sense. Mary came from was Buckland, um, and uh, I mean, we'll try that out, and then that'll transition us into like the main topic. So this is us just kind of talking a little bit about nerdy stuff, and then we'll get into the more focused time later. So, um, so yeah, go on to Bad Batch. Well, first off, I need to go ahead and just wish everyone a happy Star Wars week because it's Star Wars, so it's all week for me. You celebrate the whole week? All, all, I, I mean, I celebrate all year, but yes. <laughs> um, for those who are wondering, I am a massive Star Wars fan. I've been a Star Wars fan since I was, like, three. I think my dad and I, and a lot of people will laugh at this, but my dad and I saw the f- episode one in theaters probably 14 times. Oh, wow. We lived in Guam at the time of Dow's in the military, and... Uh, their, th- their movies were like a dollar. I was about to say. So we would just... Cents. And I, I loved it so much, my dad was always about Star Wars, and I think my brother went with us most of the time. I think he copped out after nine times, and me and my dad just kept going. So, episode one has a special place in my heart, but Star Wars altogether has a very special place in my heart. Um, But yeah, Bad Batch dropped the new show in the art style of the Clone Wars, which gotta admit, when the Clone Wars first came out, did not like the art style. But boy, did it grow on me. Like like season one, season one, the movie, the, like the, the movie, movie, yeah. And then season one, was, yeah. It was, I, I kind of felt the same way. Um, it was just new and strange. Right, it was just it was yeah. Um, but it definitely exactly. grew me. The animation is over the years have progressively just gotten amazing to her. Mm-hmm. Like even like the last season of Clone Wars to now the Bad Batch. I mean, the animation um, is pretty astounding in my opinion. I mean, a lot of it's yeah, pretty definitely. astounding. Um, but yeah, I mean, the show altogether, the, the story, I'm very intrigued by where they're going to go with the story. It's very nice to have a show. Because you've, you've had a few books, maybe a few games. But like It's very rare that you have a show and or a movie that takes place almost directly after Episode right. 3, like Order 66 and all that. Yeah. Especially from the viewpoint of, like, clones, who obviously yes. did Order 66. Um, so it's very interesting to see where they're going to go with that. Mm. Seeing the Empire rise, how these specific clones are going to deal with it, and the other clones that... You know, like Rex, stuff like that, that may not have fallen to it. That's a spoiler right. for anyone who's curious. Yeah, I, um, yeah, we, uh, Jeremiah and I both are fans, too, of there was a, a, game, a video game that came out called Republic Commando, mm. and then a spin-off book series from that that was, I th- was pretty, I think it was pretty pop- popular. Yeah, um, by Karen Travis. Yeah, by Karen very, Travis. Very popular, I think, for, there was, a, there was a, definitely a following in Star Wars, and a lot of people actually still see it as one of the better Star Wars series or books. Yeah, one of the things it was known for was how it um, humanized the clones, and because I'm pretty sure... Mm, I don't know if the Clone Wars... I don't know if the Clone Wars show was out yet. No, the Clone I mean, Wars show... Maybe the... Because no, her books are coming out right before Disney took over. Okay. And Disney is kind of what... I think like maybe the two seasons into Clone Wars, Disney is when Disney took over Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but her books ended... Before that, I think because of certain, I don't remember. She she's written. They at least started before that. They at least started before the Clone Clone Wars. Yes. And because I remember like thinking, kind of comparing the Clone Wars show and the clones to how she portrayed them, which is similar. Um, She gets more into. She kind of gave them more of a of a Mandalorian kind of backstory that all the um, all the like. Train the people that train like every single squad of commandos was trained by a Mandalorian, and so they kind of got the the Mandalorian um, language and the Mandalorian culture kind of um, you know uh, 
uh, mirrored onto them from their the the training um and uh anyway so um it was interesting that was that was an interesting way to show the clones as as more human and ha- their internal thought process about what do they think about the jedi taking orders from the jedi what do they think about eventually order 66 and I, the bad batch uh, to bring it back to the bad batch um definitely reminds me a lot of that same kind of idea like they mm. remind me of like a commando well, squad they even to an extent i mean the they very much heavily remind yeah they remind me or are very reminiscent to me of the null arcs in that series which is basically similar to the bad batch a group of kind of like genetically and altered clones mainly made made specifically to, to kind of give a little bit more freedom of thought if i remember correctly yeah um but their freedom of thought almost made made them less likely to follow orders so they ended up latching onto one of the mandalorians um, one of the more Mandalorian trans, and they basically all at one point just even as clones and are still following the Republic are basically just full on Mandalorians at that point. Right. Yeah. They basically became like a clan of they called themselves clans. And that's that's yeah. That's what the Bad Batch. What, I mean, the first time Bad Batch was introduced in the season finale of, or the final season of Clone Wars. I mean, this is what I mean, initially one of my first thoughts was just this reminds me a lot of the Null arcs. Yeah. From that series. It's almost like the Nulls without. Skarada, without their command, mm-hmm. their their Mandalorian, you know, they called him. Uh, what did they call? Him? They called him. What they called him was Ma- Mando for father. Father, Probably I forget what it was. Actually. They called him, but because uh, it's been a while since I've read the books. But um, uh, it they remind me of that because I was actually thinking when I was watching the Bad Batch. You know, they are they they don't really have like I know Hunter is kind of their is like their their un unofficial leader like he's not actually their leader is he they're just kind of like hunter is he their actual leader or is he just kind of unofficially he is the leader i think he's technically the leader okay squad leader or whatever yeah i don't know if that was i I don't think it ever really mentions whether or not he was designed to be or whether or not i think that they what's his name was it cross what was the crossfire crosshair crosshair is it crosshair i you would be more likely to be right now i only watched that the, that Clone Wars arc recently, um, a couple weeks ago, but um, so anyway, this just reminds me of um, of the, the Commandos without or the Nulls without um, kind of a father figure because they're trying to figure out you know what they think about all this. They don't really know what to think, and they're going in different directions. And so I think it's really cool. It'll be interesting to see um, where they go with it. I haven't watched episode two yet. It's out today. But um, I have also not watched it yet. I'm waiting to watch it. With my it'll wife. be interesting to see like what stuff they actually dip into. You know, different characters and different um, early rebellion arcs and stuff like that. You know, what will they do? I also real quickly, pretty sure they called him Booier. Booier, yeah, B U I R. Mando. You're right. For father. Yep. So, so they they all referred. They basically saw the the Nolarks basically saw him as their father. Exactly. I mean, he raised. Actually, they were. I mean, he raised them. Yeah. They were going to be killed. They were going to be killed, and he and was he like, "No, I'm not going to let exactly. this happen." Exactly. Yep. So the, they definitely saw him as his. As yeah. That, their the, father. The, those guys. Um. I think they were kind of bred. Like they they were this. I think it was similar to the, similar to the Bad Batch in that they were trying to enhance certain things. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were necessarily. I don't know if they were trying to enhance their strength or anything like that, but they were trying to enhance them. And they deter in doing that. They became they were way too, um, you know, just not as unpredictable. Unpredictable, yeah. Not wouldn't take orders more. Once again, very similar to the Bad Batch. You know, exactly. Throughout the story too, it's mentioned a lot that a lot, a lot of the clones respected the 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 Null arcs, but were almost fearful of them as well because of how different they were, mm-hmm. um, and how the the Null arcs themselves didn't really think too too highly, specifically of like the Regs. Mm. Just the regular clone troopers. A little bit more of the yeah, commandos. Tin, uh, shinies? No, that's in the Clone Wars. Uh, tinnies is, or tinnies or shinies is what they call the droids in Clone Wars. I think shinies is, is, is a reference to maybe new right. or clone. I don't remember. I can't remember. We need to reread those books. I, yeah, I'm really... That's, that, that, I need that, to get that, the first one back from Steven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that would be a good maybe a series to do because those books aren't big either. Those books are amazing. But, um... Yeah, so... Be yeah, just in, very interested to see where that show's gonna go. I'm interested to watch the second episode. Mm. Um, but I can see it going a lot of places. I'm 
intrigued by this Omega character too because she's not mentioned mm-hmm. in any other media so right. far. I think it's her first Great interaction. I wanted, I'm curious to see. I'm always curious when they bring a new character into a Star Wars show, especially especially when it takes place like maybe like in this one, like like in between three and four, where we have four. We now have six more movies after that, mm-hmm. and a lot of more media after that. See where they actually eventually end up putting right. that character. What they end up doing because there's there's got to be a reason why they're not in the main events of the Star Wars, you exactly. know? Exactly, so, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. And that's why, that's that's what, the same with, like, Ahsoka, with her whole stuff, is, like, it was interesting to see what they did with her so we could figure out why is she part of, like, 7, 8, and 9. Right. When those movies came out, you know? Obviously, we know, realistically, it's because she wasn't a character yet when those are coming out, right. or whatever. But they usually do a good way of explaining it in in universe. Mm. Uh, so I'm curious to see what, what's up with her, uh, Omega. Definitely. And the Bad Batch altogether. Yeah. Because they're not seen anywhere else right yeah they can't make it out i mean they could but i mean like they did they did like canonize they were able to canonize rex because they say took the person in mm-hmm. that one guy in which was too much of that was too much of a fit it's almost kind of creepy <laughs> oh yeah because he like literally looks like him mm-hmm. yeah and then you smart well, it was very interesting to see what they did with the, i know you didn't notice it as much because you didn't watch rebels have you watched Rebels? I've watched the first season. I want to go back and watch because I heard like the three season three and four were really good. It sounds like the storylines are really good. I, for you know, I just for one thing, I I you know had a had a period of time where I just didn't um, wasn't wasn't as uh, you know following the Star Wars shows mm-hmm. very much, and um, and and what was going on in them and the different lore and stuff they were kind of building, but. Um, also, the the art style. I kind of bounced off the art style. That's what drew me away from Rebels. I can't stand how thin the lightsabers yeah. are. Yeah, one one season one is a little bit more. Same same thing. With seasons one and one and two of the Clone Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little bit more. Okay. I don't want to say childish, but maybe a little bit more childish. Maybe not as thoughtful on the mm-hmm. story. Um, and then yes, the art style of Rebels, specifically coming from from after like really oh. growing to like Clone Wars, yeah, it just right. threw me off. Yeah. And you're right, the thin lightsabers just drive me up a wall. Um, Have you seen where they did, like, someone took the, the fight between Maul and Obi-Wan? And they... Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> on Tatooine. Which one are you talk about? <laughs> oh, the one on Tatooine. <laughs> on Tatooine. Yeah, which one? They fought Wait, Maul's alive? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, on Tatooine. Have you yeah, seen yeah, that yeah, yeah, I've seen it. They, I've they seen took that. that and they um, they made the lightsabers big. Yeah. Uh, they made them a little too big, I think, but... It was. It's just funny how it people good, yeah. take stuff, do that kind of thing. Anyway. But anyway, that being said, they they redid kind of Kanan the Jedi in Rebels. They kind of redid his origin story as to what happened to him during Order sixty six. Because there was a comic made about Kanan Jarrus, Jarrus oh, really? uh, the the Jedi from Rebels, about what happened. It kind of starts about right when Order sixty six happened. Um, and so, actually, no, I I've read a few little. Not articles, but like posts about people not upset, but maybe a little peeved because they liked the comic. But uh, like it, they basically, with the Bad Batch, they retconned that comic because they changed what happened or where, yeah, what happened to him um, during Order sixty six. Okay. Or where he was at, or what was going on. You know, obviously they made it more oriented with the Bad Batch yeah. clones. Um, and obviously I'm talking about Caleb the Padawan in the first episode. Right. Yeah, he I didn't know that. Canon Jarrus or Jarrus. I don't remember how you pronounce his last name, but. Star Wars names can go almost any way. They really can. Just wait until we start talking about Stormlight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's think about that. That'll be interesting. Uh, (laughs) We're going to both be saying two completely different different ways to say the name. (laughs) Um, Well, should we... um, Let's pause, and we're going to grab the Buckland Mead and crack it open, and you guys can hear us uh, cringe or enjoy it, or (laughs) however we find out. We'll find out. And we'll um, get back to talking about nerdy stuff. So let me hit the pause button here. All right, we're back. We uh, took a break to grab the Buckland Mead. So before I open mine, so you can get the uh, the sound of of. I already opened mine. I haven't taken a sip, but I've already opened mine. That's fine. Uh, But. Yeah, so I'm going to just read what it says. So it's Buckland Mead from, I did not look up how to pronounce this, uh, Gronfell Meadery, G-R-O-E-N-N-F-E-L-L Meadery. Um, it's a craft mead with green tea and lemon. 
which I'm curious about because I'm not a tea fan. So we'll see how this goes. Ooh, let me read. Um, <laughs> and I was I was commenting that it's a it says Buckland Mead, and it's a pint. So if you like the uh, think of the quote from uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, it comes in pints. <laughs> I'm getting one. Um, <laughs> so that's perfect. But it says, um, as the ground thaws, and snows melt, and green things come back to the land, Buckland Mead springs into being. Well, that just sounds epic. <laughs> it does. Everybody's just going to spring really into much being in, in my either. mouth. Water, honey, green, rebus, lemon juice, potassium sorbate, and sulfates. Sulfates. There you go. Protect oh, caffeine-free. It's what? Yeah. I Sorry. thrive off of caffeine. Well, get some more coffee. <laughs> no, I can't. I'll end up... I got work tomorrow. <laughs> oh. You gotta be able to sleep. Mm. Okay, here's the sound of it opening. Crisp. Yeah. That crisp snap. Okay, you've already tasted it. I haven't tasted it. You yet. haven't? Okay. I was about to, but I was like... All right, let's do it. Same time. Interesting. It has a hint of green tea, but not overly so to where I feel like I want to vomit. <laughs> Um, it's a lot sweeter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I read someone talking about it and saying it was, that it was like just super crisp and, um, and it is actually really, um, it's a really good, like kind of smooth drink. It doesn't have okay. that, uh, that after oomph on your throat like a beer does. Yeah. Like no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not. Like it's like, like a, it's very smooth going down. It's a it's, subtle carbonation. Yes, that's yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not like overly carbonated. So definitely taste. I mean, you definitely taste the green tea. Definitely taste the honey and the lemon. But it's not like none of the none of the tastes are overpowering the other. They actually seem to work very well together. Yeah, I like this a lot. I like um, you know, I like I think you know I like Arizona green tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was curious. <clears throat> You know, sometimes whenever you like something and then you get like an alcoholic version of it, it's like horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Oh, trust me, I. Know. But I, I saw enough good things about it that I thought it'd be perfect, and it just happened to get here today. So I was like. Oh wow! I like, didn't realize. Yeah, it literally came today, and I was like, "This would, might be like the perfect thing to try Dang. on here." Well, thank you for sharing me, sharing with you're, me because it's very, very. It's actually really good. I'm actually very impressed with this. Share a pint of Buckland Mead with those you care about. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Stormlight Archive. Ah, my pride and joy. Not my pride. And, I didn't write it, but <laughs> I still hold it as my pride and joy. <laughs> We're all a part of it. We're all a part of the success. <laughs> probably, um, probably one of the best series currently, in my opinion, in my mind. Like, like. I there I don't think right now there's a book that beats that for me as the storm. Well, I mean, Mistborn's a close second, but it's also branded, so it's just the same thing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and very similar. I I think so for for those who, if you've not heard of Stormlight Archive, you may have heard of the Way of Kings. That's the first book in the Stormlight Archive. So yes. when we talk about that, that's we're talking about the series that started with the Way of Kings, um, and um, so I'm a huge, I've been a huge uh, Tolkien fan for most of my life. Like I was 12 or 11 when I saw the first movie. Got super into the books. Um, read them all before I was in high school. And and um, I've read The Silmarillion a lot of times. I've never read The Silmarillion. It's different. That's what I've heard. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's different. But if you're like... You know how whenever you're you like something a lot and you like like just reading more lore about it, you know, and so you like like you're on Wikipedia and you're reading about you know this guy and and you're reading about it and you're like oh that's really cool and so you, and then there's a link and you click on it. It's kind of like that in a book form because it's like you know you like Lord of the Rings. Well, here's the his here's like the the Wikipedia of like the whole history of the world. You know, like it starts with a creation account. Literally, the beginning of the book is um, how the whole world came into being. It's really beautiful, I think. Um, it's like music. It's like there's these 
I don't want to get I don't want to get super. This isn't a Silmarillion podcast, but <laughs> anyway, my point. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that. Um, but I'll have to read it. I'll have to read it and, and let you know what I think. About I should. It. Um, yeah, I'm, I think we'll, I'll just reference Silmarillion once every podcast. So there you it, go. So it's not so it's not too much. Okay. Um, Only once. So that was it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I but like Lord of the Rings and Narnia, those are kind of what people call classic fantasy, and uh, I didn't read a whole lot of fantasy besides Tolkien. I just stuck with Tolkien most of mm. my life. I read I've read a lot of other books. Like I've read like Star Wars books, and I've read a f- I've read Harry, the Harry Potter books, and I've you know I've read um, a few other fantasy books like. But I never. But the Brandon Sanderson is definitely what's considered modern fantasy. Yes, Brand, yeah, he's definitely modern. Yeah. And he so, um. I uh, how did you, um, how did you discover, the Way of Kings? Were you did you already read Mistborn? No. Okay. So I w- I'm also I'm a very avid reader. Have been an avid reader since I was pretty young. Mm. Um, yes learned that quickly about you yes um i've been full-on fantasy sci-fi anything of that sort um i'm i like to read i've read a lot of star wars books in my youth and still now i'm currently growing my collection of all the, a lot of the legends books um i didn't read lord of the actually read lord of the rings until a couple years ago after you read stormlight right no no oh, I, okay. I know this before okay i think it was before i met you guys that i read i did read lord of the rings no no, no, no. I remember I still... you talking to me about it when you were reading through it. Yes, okay, so, so I had I didn't know if that was the first time or not. I don't think I'd read Stormlight yet. I okay. think I was in the process of finding a new book. Okay. But I read, like, you know, I read... I knew of it because my dad's a big Lord of the Rings fan, and right. I watched, obviously watched all the movies. Yes. Um, I read a lot of Terry Brooks, right. which is very Lord of the Rings-influenced. Mm. Um, stuff like that. There's a lot of things that are Lord of the Rings-influenced. Hmm? A lot of things are Lord of the Rings influence. Yeah, but I mean, but like, I know you, yeah. Terry Brooks has specifically been like, "This is like, I I just love Lord of the Rings, <laughs> right?" And I like his I books know. too. His, mm. Terry Brooks is a good author too. I'd rec- I would recommend some of his books, some of his mm. older books. Um, Sword of Shannara is a good good one, but uh, but I can't remember exactly why. But I was just looking for I was looking for a new series mm. to read. I kept going by The Way of Kings in the in the Barnes Noble. The thing is, though, and for those who don't know. The Way of Kings is a thousand-page book. Over, um, like, yeah. Over a thousand-page book, page book, and then book two is like twelve hundred, and the book three is also like twelve hundred. Book four is also like fourteen hundred. So it just keeps going. Yeah. Um. So they're very daunting, and so I didn't want to get. I was kind of at first scared to get invested, but I kept reading. Mm. Actually, kept seeing people talk about it on, on like when I when I was on Reddit or uh-huh. Instagram, stuff like that. Like I was looking at what people said about. It. Finally, I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I was at Barnes and Noble. I decided to go ahead and pick it up and read the the uh, prologue just to see. And if you ever read Darn. if you read the prologue, you'll know it just it immediately like just the the world building, the hints at magic and the hints at a certain story. Just the prologue alone, just mm-hmm. or interlude or whatever. The you no know, prologue it was a prologue. Mm-hmm just capture you mm-hmm. and that captured me and then i read chapter one which showed off a lot of the action very i think very well yeah um with how the magic works in a, in, in a combat scene and if you know anything about me i like combat scenes in my books and movies and everything mm-hmm. like that i'm a big action guy i like seeing action played out in weird ways as well mm-hmm. um and that one uh, prologue caught me and then the first chapter just like i was hooked yeah, and then from there, I think around that time I picked it up. My girlfriend, now wife, was going to uh, doing a trip to Paris with some friends, mm-hmm. and I literally read that book in about a week. <laughs> if that, I could not put it down. Mind you, it's a thousand page book. Had some spare time. Um, and I literally was just, I was not school at the time. I was just working. Yeah. So I just read, 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 knocked it out. Um. And then went to book two, and then book three. Um, how long? How long after you read finished book one did you did you go immediately? I went immediately to book two. Okay, well. I went, but I I literally went book two, one two three back to back to back. I just oh, took wow. me a little bit longer to read two and three because I slowed down a little bit. I think I started going back to school yeah. through book three. Okay. Or right nearish there, I can't remember. So. So, 
Nice. So I, so I, um, my brother-in-law, uh, my my sister, twin sister's husband, um, he had started that book, and he had told me about it, because he he's a av- avid reader too, and uh, he likes sci-fi. I feel like he he's pretty equal for on sci-fi and fantasy. He'll get on a kick, and he'll just like. That's what I do. I get stay on, on sci-fi for a while. That's that's usually that's usually how I am. Uh, is I get on kicks too. Right. Usually it's like a like. When I was reading Stormlight, it was a big fantasy kick. Right. You know, but I've gone through sci-fi kicks, Star Wars kick. You know, mm-hmm. so I definitely understand that. But at some point, he had started the Way of Kings, and he told me about the ma- the. I remember him t- describing shard blades, and how they work to me, which um, you know, shard. So the way shard blades work is, they are this like these huge swords that shouldn't like they're they're in shapes that shouldn't be possible. Like physically for a like weight wise, like they're huge. Like right. they weight shouldn't weigh like, like imagine like like if you play Final Fantasy, like right. Final, like with like Cloud's kind of Buster stuff. Sword, or for some older people or for more manga fans, you know, Guts's sword from Berserk. Mm. Um, it's just they're huge. Crazy. But the thing about them is they're not it's not just that oh these are huge swords and so they're gonna like do a lot of damage. They're 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 like um I don't know, Matt. You could say magical, but they are. Yeah, they're they're magical, they're magical swords, and when they cut, they cut. If they cut something that's not alive, they it like cuts right through it as like if it's butter. nothing. Uh, if they cut something that's alive, then it it just dies. It doesn't like. It doesn't dismember. Yeah, it doesn't like like if you were to cut yeah. through someone's arm, it wouldn't cut their arm off like you would think a normal sword exactly. would. It actually like dead. Their arm goes dead. Basically, it, like takes the soul from that section, mm-hmm. and so where they now their arm is still there, but it's like lifeless. Right. And there's a whole reason why it has to do with the the, the lore of the magic system and the lore of the whole Cosmere in a way. Which but, we'll go into. Yeah. At a later date. But that's, that's um, a whole 15 episodes. He right was there. describing that to me, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, that's different. You know. And I thought it sounded cool. And he was talking about the king, the prince, the the, the different princedoms, and how they were at war and stuff like that. But there was just really this other big threat, and it sounded interesting. He would just talk to me about it, and then he got about halfway through, and I think, you know, he it's a big book, so I mean, he'd read a lot of it, and then something distracted him from it. Maybe he wanted to read a different book, and he put it down, and didn't pick it back up, and then. Uh, Jeremiah actually was telling me about like I had I I was I I I've been trying to like become a writer for a while and um in the circles and the videos a lot of stuff that I've been listening to I had discovered Brandon Sanderson the author of The Way of Kings him his like writing lectures and so I had started listening to those and I was like yeah eventually I need to listen like read some of his books actually and um Jeremiah was reading the way of kings and he was just telling me how great it was and i needed to start it and i was like yeah i know like, i just kept remember thinking like it's so big and i it's what everybody thinks i got the i got had the audio i got the audiobook for it and um i i was i definitely was hooked i was hooked a couple times i feel like you know i feel like because the the prologue or the pre well, it's like it's a prelude. They have, there's a prelude. That's what the prelude. There's a prologue. And then the prologue. And then there's a. And then there's technically it's like another prologue, but because it's chapter one from the perspective of a different character about the main character, um, but the prelude is is like like uh, Jeremiah was saying, it just so. Ask it makes you ask so many questions about this world immediately. Immediately you're just like this. This is ins- this is crazy. Like, what is going on here? Why are there? Are, you know, who are these beings that keep talking about dying and coming back and having to fight again? And what happens to them when they they die and they're being like tortured and all this stuff? And and then they're giving. They have this oath that they're breaking, but the world doesn't know. And it just sounds. It's just like, what is going to happen next? You just want to know immediately. And because uh, it's because it tells you right at the beginning of the prelude, it's like two thousand years ago or four thousand years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, the prelude takes place like so you know that it's it's you're about to read a four thousand years later because this is four thousand years ago, and so you're like, what's four thousand years of this this 
what just happened here going to do to this world, you know? Um, I, you know, I definitely, um, I definitely was, I'll just stop there for now, um, on, on that. But, so that was kind of how I discovered it. I started reading it and I, uh, I definitely stuck with it and, um, and, and just loved it. Um, it was very different from like Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, not a bad, you know, it's not a, a bad, bad Lord of the Rings being Lord of the Rings is, and how it is, it's not bad at all. It's great. That's a great book series. Um, it's my favorite. It's probably my favorite, um, you know, book series in a lot of ways. Um, but what, what Brandon Sanderson does and what, you know, the modern, more of a modern fantasy trend is where you kind of look more in depth at characters and their, just how, um, it's a lot of character building, character story. Exactly. It's it's very the books are the Stormlight Archive in itself. Well, a lot of Brandon Sanderson books actually are very, very much driven by the character. Mm-hmm. There's an overarching story, and there's a lot of world building and magic system in it. But a lot of it too is, and a lot of where he excels, I think, as a writer is is his character building, and yeah. he makes you really invested in these characters and they makes the characters very despite being in a fantasy world with magic that we can never dream of very relatable Mm -hmm. um and i think that's where i think that too is part of what gripped me with the stormlight archive specifically um was just some of the characters that like even you know even as like a regular person life could relate to Mm -hmm. you know and uh, yeah yeah i i think that um he uh you know, he starts pretty much all his characters. They're the way they start off. Um, they're kind of broken people. Where you start with them in a lot of ways. I mean, um, should we get more specific? Talk about the main characters. I mean, yeah, we can. Um, but yeah, you're right. They definitely he they start off. A lot of them start off broken or in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. I think the main one that really starts off broken, though, is is Kaladin. Right, and he's the main. Um, he's kind of the main character, specifically of, that of book. Way of Kings, too. Of that he's book, like yeah. the main character. Each each book so far has gone through someone's past. Like each mm-hmm. chapter, or each book has a certain certain chapters throughout it that have that kind of goes back into someone's past. First book is Kaladin's. Second is another character, Shalon. Mm-hmm. Third is Dalinar's. Um, and Kaladin definitely specifically you you can just you know from the very beginning that this man is he's a broken man mm-hmm. um, from just so many different traumatic events that have happened in his past and he takes on a lot of those mistakes and brings them and like blames himself for them despite them not necessarily being his fault yeah um, which is kind of I mean it's a big part of his journey as a character so that's that's the thing about the stormlight books is you know you the characters have flaws and they have um, issues that are, you know, you'll read it, and I mean uh, lots of books are like this, but it's, Brandon Sanderson just does it super well, where you're reading it and you're like this, you know, the, he, he's he's really being really hard on himself, that's, he's not doing what he's doing is actually not help, being helpful to himself or others but it's kind of the point is to see them realize you know, their own their own problems and how it's affecting others and other characters uh, helping them realize that and um, and it's cool that you know the magic system itself is almost built around character development so yes. like when they as they develop as characters and it, and it feels it, it, it could sound very video gamey but in the story and the world building it feels su- completely authentic that whenever they reach this milestone of, of their character kind of getting over another kind of hurdle or step of something that's in the way of them moving forward, they um, it they kind of like level up in the magic yeah, system. Yeah, get stronger way. to an extent, or yeah, yeah, level up is a good way of going uh-huh. about it. But it's done in a way that's very it's done in a way that's very fluid, very real, right. very like it doesn't feel very like video game it could sound like right. it especially when you put it in those words like leveling up but like it's it, it's just character growth right it's character development character story and and just when they do they do get stronger but in a, in a very real sense right one thing about the book the way of kings too is people talk about how brutal it is like it brutal is up front you know it's 
there's a lot of because of Cowden's Cal- kind of the main character, and uh, so when you come to him, you know he's got a lot of depression. He's in a he's he's in a really tough spot. Um, uh, he's a slave and. Mm-hmm. He's already tried to escape a bunch of times, and then so he's kind of at the bottom of the, you know, he's at the at rock bottom in a way. He's he's hit his rock bottom. Yeah, and um, the amazing thing about, I mean, the thing, so you, so when you're reading it, you're like, man, this is just so hard to just keep going, coming back to this, just how brutal this all is. But what Brandon Sanderson does in these books is he, he, he just pushes the characters as far as they can go and then the plot uh like whatever the you know the main kind of um the main problem in the plot the main problem with the character setting all of it comes together at the same time they call it he called people the fans of the series called a sanderlanch like it's like an (laughs) avalanche of things happen all at the same time it's like this like he you know, has this epiphany about something, and he moves it forward, and and that actually is the th- the vehicle for solving this prop this huge problem that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, saving the day happens because of character development, basically. And he does it so expertly too. Yeah. I mean, like it, it, it once again, it just feels so. It doesn't feel forced. Right. Um, and it does. It all eventually all comes to a point, and it all connects, and like. Yeah. In ways that you wouldn't even necessarily expect them to either. You know, right? And it's such an amazing relief, you know, whenever yes. that that moment comes, because you've been just—it's just been this slow burn a lot of times of of things getting worse, things getting worse, trying, trying, and like making some progress. But then, despite the progress, things go horrible. And then when that relief comes of of um, you know the character kind of pushing through um, and and saving the day. It's the relief of it is just like makes it all so feel so much more rewarding. Yes. You know, and you know I think that's, <clears throat> I think that's, um, you know something that, I I enjoy because, you know like, life, to get a little, to bring it a little bit into, this world life can be really hard and absolutely. Um, things can stack on on each other and build up and but there are moments where you there are moments where um this there's this hope of relief you know and when that comes it's a very there's a just it's a kind of a otherworldly you know thing whenever things are look like everything looks like it's going the wrong direction and then, you know. Yeah. So that's um, I think something that's a big strong point, a very connect, you know, very connecting, re- re- resonating thing with those books, you know. So. No, I agree absolutely. Right, but what else? Can't say anything. Can't say anything more about those books. They're just so good. Yeah. I mean, if you who never, if you are a person who's never read those books or have maybe looked walked past them like I did and like oh it's so big I don't know mm-hmm. if I can invest it it is an investment they are long and it takes people I think it took my wife multiple months to finish it because she's she gets distracted easily but even she was just like it was worth reading through mm-hmm. um I would I, read the prelude yeah I mean just read go it pick it up go just read be it like do you want to know the answers because <laughs> they're all and there you're gonna want to know the answers and then you're yeah. gonna you know, end up like me, and you get too invested and read everything to find out all the little nuanced things that are in these books. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, could yeah, could not recommend them enough. Like I said, right now, probably one of my favorite series uh, is the Stormont Archive. I'm currently reading through the fourth book. Right. I'm a little bit slower on it than some people. Because you were reading. I was reading through the series. That's I was it. rereading the series, <laughs> and then I took a break and read a Star Wars book that just right. came out, um, which. Light of the Jedi, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, would recommend. It's it's not the best Star Wars book I've ever read, but it's intriguing enough to to recommend it to someone to read. Yeah. If you like Star Wars, at least. Um, definitely leaves you kind of wondering where they're gonna go with it. So. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, to bring it full circle back to Star Wars. At right. Least. That's where we gotta start and end. <laughs> um, Bridge of Two. Bridge of Two. So, um, should we tease 
I don't. We didn't really talk about what the next episode would be. Gosh, I don't even know. I mean, there's so much the next episode. We would we be. talked about um, just kind of like our first few episodes being sort of high, uh, high level, kind of just talking about um, the different things that we like to the nerd nerd universes that we like to spend time in. So, you know, Star Wars would definitely be one. Hundred percent. You know, this would be one. Maybe Lord, maybe Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, I got um, Lord of the Rings in there. Uh, I could definitely talk about that a long time. Cause There's always um, some D&D as well. Me and yeah. Josh are both D&D players. We do have our own little campaign with some friends that we yep. do. I'd have like a D&D episode. So you can definitely do that. So I'm, there's I'm relatively... some things on the docket that might be coming coming your way if you plan on tuning in. Um, if you have any thoughts or questions or things you you topics you think would be fun for us to discuss and you've listened to this, then we will be providing some type of contact. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to make an email. It's not that I already get too many emails, my personal email, yeah. so we'll have to make something. of 2 at gmail.com. Uh, don't <laughs> make, send anything there because I don't know yeah. if that's it or not, so don't. <laughs> it doesn't exist yet. Uh, but um, there will be something, and yeah, obviously, please send in, if you have any thoughts, any suggestions, anything. I mean, anything anyone here talked about, you know, or you're curious about, curious more about us, send it in. We'll talk about it. This is we're kind of just. This is fun. This is fun for us. We like yeah. so like I said at the beginning. We talk about this stuff just the two of us at like family dinners and stuff like that. We are related to an extent. My extent. wife is his yeah. wife's sister. Our wives are sisters. Um, so we spend a lot yeah. decent amount of time together. That helps. So that yeah. So so we do this already. So and we decided you know might as well just put it on the podcast. We'll see what happens. You know. Um, just for yep. the fun of it, and hopefully people enjoy it. It'd be great if you guys do, and we'd love to have a, a bit of a following and make friends doing it, you know? Absolutely. We'll still do it even if you don't, though. Exactly. We're just going to... We'll, you we'll can't do defeat our spirits. Yeah, so we'll do it for the few, the, the three family members that we have to <laughs> listen to it. Exactly. And we'll just listen to it and just, like, oh, that was a really good point I made. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> what, that, that's what we're going to be doing. All right. Well, this was Bridge of Two. A, a far, far, far away bridge. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, well, her, I mean, her, uh, uh, Jedi are just space wizards. So that's what I always tried to explain to people about Harry Potter that were like concerned about it. Be like, do you like do you do you think Star Wars is okay? Yeah, Star Wars is fine. Because Star Wars is literally just space wizards. I mean, yes, but it's also, but that's there's so okay. Hold up, hold up. We're stop. We're we're already gonna have issues because I love this Harry Potter, thing. but Star Wars. You, if someone was like, "Would I like Harry Potter?" My first reaction would not be to be like, "Well, do you like Star Wars?" Because they're very well, pretty different. No, 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 no. Not me trying to convince someone to like it. Trying to convince someone to not be like Harry Potter's evil because of wizards and. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess Sorry. that's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. I mean, well, yeah. So, I mean, little, yeah. So definitely not like saying. <laughs> to be fair, too, Star they're Wars for is the l- same audiences, but just saying like the way the magic system works because, you know, I mean, Star Wars is the it, it has a magic system. You know, it's hundred oh, percent. It's not, um, you know, it's not like based in some kind of like known scientific law like you know science fiction. Wait, what? It's we'll try not, to. It's not. Maybe. I thought we just lost all that information because I mean, galaxy far, I guess far I'm away. just outing myself as an unbeliever in the Force. Exactly. Binding you all must trust together. in space Jesus. His name yeah. is Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to stop recording because this is so good already. <laughs>